Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, I perceived the things that I did. I looked at those things as, okay, these are things that must be done to achieve the goal, like you mentioned before. And so I feel like it was easier to move through those things because I was focused on, I have to do this to get to this goal. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from Cultivating Her Space. Are you tired of working hard for your money? Do you want your business to run smoothly when you're out of office? If you want to learn how to automate your business cash flow and increase your impact and influence, join me for my free workshop at brandwithterry.com. Again, that's brandwithterry.com. My name is spelled T-E-R-R-I. Hope to see you there, lady. Our quote of the day, conviction and convenience don't live on the same block. That quote comes to us from Lisa Nichols. T, our conversation today is about sacrifice. So when you hear this quote, what comes to mind? I love Lisa Nichols. I think she is absolutely amazing. Lady, if you're not familiar with Lisa Nichols, you need to go check her out. Okay, she is so inspiring. But when I hear this quote, it makes me think about One of the stories, I believe Lisa Nichols said that her grandmother shared this quote with her, that your conviction and convenience don't live on the same block, meaning that the thing, you know, that strong belief, that why, that drive, that thing that you that you really want or that that driving force, it doesn't always live next to convenience. So sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. You have to go outside of your comfort zone. You got to turn the block. You might have to drive down the street a little bit to reach that place of, I guess, working from your conviction versus you being convenienced on the way to reaching your goals and dreams, right? 
you know, not having to stay up late to do X, Y, Z, right? Not having to sacrifice. Like you're not going to just be comfortable and sit here chilling to achieve this big thing that you want to achieve. And so that's what I take away from that quote. What about you, Dom? Yeah, I like how you said that, that things that essentially to get what you truly want that's meant for your good is not going to come easily. That yes, there will be moments where you're like, wow, that didn't take much. But there are going to be a lot of times when you are inconvenienced, where you are asked to make sacrifices, to make shifts, to make changes in order for you to grow and move forward and get to where you are trying to go. Like I think about it like how she says, like they don't live on the same block. So if you are at point A, you're not going to get to point B in that block by staying still. Like point B is just not going to come to you, right? That in order to get to point B, there is something that's going to have to shift on your part. And that shift is probably not going to be comfortable. And that shift in, in most cases requires a sacrifice for you to get to it. I think you nailed that, Dom. And I think one of the things you said before we started recording, you talked a bit about the meaning that we associate to and with sacrifice. I know when I hear sacrifice, like when I've heard sacrifice in the past and I hear it now, sometimes it has this, I want to say like this low energy of like, oh shit, what I got to sacrifice, what I got to do to get this thing, right? It, it sort of has this connotation of like loss. Yeah. What do you think about that, Don? Would you agree? I, I definitely agree. Like yeah. I, I think that a lot of us have a visceral or negative reaction when we hear the word sacrifice where, so like if, if you were to tell someone, okay, lady, in order for you to get to be in that dream career or that dream house or that dream life or whatever it is that you're dreaming about, in order for you to get that, you have to sacrifice. If we use that word, people tend to have a visceral reaction versus if we say, lady, in order for that dream to come true, some things may have to shift in your life. Like it's our words have meaning and often have emotions associated with it. And I think part of what helps us to truly grow and move forward may be to let go of some of that emotional attachment that we have to certain words, right? And so like, as we were talking about this episode or prepping for this episode, I was just thinking about, yeah, when I hear sacrifice, I do have like a, a visceral reaction of like, nah, I'm not trying to sacrifice. Like that feels like too much. That's a really good point. Oh, I'm just trying to think when you think about the words that are associated, right? You have loss, deprivation, slaughter in some cases, right? You think about sacrifices that they talk about in the Bible, suffering, and those are not very, I mean, who signed up for that? Right? Like, I'm, I'm not signing up for this, right? But at the same time, 
When you think about the shadow side of success, right, and what it takes in most cases to achieve greatness or to achieve great things in general, when you hear stories about people achieving greatness, there's often a lot of sacrifice on the back end that some people don't talk about, appreciate, or see, right? Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of where people, they'll see you at the finish line, like, I want that. I want that car. I want that business. I want that relationship. I want this. But you don't think about the work. You don't think about the process. You don't think about the journey. You don't think about the sacrifices that folks have made to get to where they are because a lot of us have sacrificed something, right? Yeah. To get to where we are. But let's dive into it, right? Because as we were prepping for this episode and talking about this topic, we were swapping our own stories and. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that came up for me is that as I was trying to reflect, I could not recall making what I would call a sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and I want to be clear in saying what I would define as a sacrifice, because some of the things that I did or went through Someone else may look at that and say, well, yeah, girl, you were sacrificing. But for me, in those moments, it didn't feel like it. And yeah. even like in hind, or maybe more so in hindsight, in hindsight, it doesn't feel like it. And so, yeah, let's just let's just dive in and see see what comes up. Yeah, because I was actually I mean, when you share that with me, Dom, I was just like, I don't know if I'm just projecting right now. Am I assuming? Because in my mind, it just sounds so mind boggling. I'm like, Dom, you are this accomplished, you know, professional black woman. You've had to sacrifice something. You know what I mean? Like I was even thinking about what you've shared on the podcast in previous episodes about your journey with your my licensing exam. Yes. There we go. Your <laughs> licensing exam. When we were talking about that and like, I feel like you've sacrificed, you sacrificed various things for that journey. But like you said, you made a good distinction. You said. Other people might see it as a sacrifice, but maybe it's a situation where this thing that you are, I'm going to use air quotes here, sacrificing, right? Or building toward is like a non-negotiable in your journey that it's not even a sacrifice. You're, you're looking at this like, oh no, this is like a must. Like I have to do this. So in your eyes, you don't really see it as a sacrifice. It's a means to an end. Like it's something you need to do to achieve the goal. So it could just be perception, right? Yes, exactly. I think that that's a very important point for us to keep in mind is that like, like you were saying about, we don't know other people's stories and what's happening for them behind the scenes and how they're perceiving what's happening behind the scenes for them. So like, if we go back to, if we use the example of my licensing exam, I think that, you know, this time around, some would say that I sacrificed in terms of not traveling because usually in the summertime, I'm traveling, like going places for fun, going to see friends and family. But for me, I didn't look at it as a sacrifice per se because COVID, <laughs> like, you know, I was not, I was not traveling because of COVID. And so in previous years, when I had taken the exam, when I was in the process of studying for the exam, there were times where I would say, 
okay, no, I can't make this trip because I'm trying to study. And so as we're talking this out more, I think that, yeah, maybe in those moments, yes, that was like sacrifice on my part of, okay, I'm preparing for this big exam. I'm not going to take this trip. But I think in hindsight, what is coming up for me is, was it a sacrifice if I didn't get the desired outcome, right? So like the time that I took the exam and didn't pass, okay, but leading up to that, I was studying and I said, okay, no, I'm not going to take this trip. I'm not going to go on this outing. I'm not going to do this, this, and this because I'm studying. In the moment, it may have felt like sacrificing, but I didn't get the desired outcome. So am I still looking at it as sacrificing? I don't know. I mean, I think so, but I don't know. That's a really good point. And I think that's a question that I think a lot of this goes back to perception, right? And like your individual experience, because when I hear that, I'm like, even if you didn't achieve the desired outcome, like you did make a sacrifice. That's what I would think. But again, it's like, what is true for you and your story and your narrative? So yeah, this is definitely an interesting topic. The deeper we dive into it. I know I think about when I was an undergrad and you shared with me your experience about undergrad. And I was just like, oh damn, I wish part of me like wishes that I would have maybe done what you did, but I was very focused now. Like I had, oh gosh, in undergrad, I mean, to set the stage a month before I went away to college, my bonus dad passed away, right? A year after that, my mom was incarcerated and was doing a four-year bid. I'm driving home every weekend to take care of my younger siblings. I think in my mind at the time, I don't think I looked at it as a sacrifice. I kind of looked at it as surviving and like, Mm -hmm. I need to get my degree because I need to get out of this chaotic life and situation. Like Mm -hmm. my degree is my ticket out of poverty. So when I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, you were a baby. I was like 17 when I went to college. And I'm like, you were a baby going through all this stuff. Like, and I I look at other young people these days and I'm just like, wow, you were at that age, you were doing all this stuff. So I think now, like you said, in hindsight, I really see it clear as day. Like, oh, this was, I made some big sacrifices. But for me, I was like, I need to do this to survive and to be okay. And so I say all that to say in college, I did not, I mean, I party, but I didn't party a lot. I can probably count on both hands the amount of times I partied in undergrad, which sounds very, very boring. I know, but I was in my books, y'all. I was studying. I was going home to take care of my siblings and I sacrificed my, you know, social life in some cases. Mm -hmm. I sacrificed a lot. My weekends oftentimes because I was you Mm -hmm. know, taking care of the kids and whatnot. So those are the things that I would say that I sacrificed. But again, I don't know if I would have said that at the time, because to me, it it was more of an obligation. It was like, I need to do this to make sure that they're okay and that I'm able to get this degree. But what you said right there is an important point that perhaps in the moment that we're going through it, mm-hmm. because we have this cognition, this this core for those of us that do. Because we have like maybe this core belief that sacrificing is about loss and deprivation, in order to get through a situation, if we are looking at it from a space of, I am doing this, like this is a loss, I am clearly aware, acutely aware that I am experiencing a loss of my social life because I am going home 
to take care of my younger siblings. If you were looking at it as sacrifice in that moment, your survival would have been different, right? There would have been the potential there for resentment, potential for depression, potential to just give up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to say, I think potentially that could be true. If I look back and dig deep enough, those feelings were probably there. But I compare that to Dom when I was writing my book in 2019. And I feel like the situations I explained about undergrad, those were situations that were sort of thrust upon me. I was sort of in like a fight or flight situation. Whereas with my book, I stepped into that willingly and I knew that I was going to be sacrificing my Saturdays. Like I knew that I was not going to be able to you know, as my dad used to say, lollygag with friends and stuff. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do all that. I can't hang out, you know, after hours. I have to go home and write this book. I got to be in the office on Saturdays writing this book. I need to wake up early to get stuff done. So that was something I walked into and I knew what I was getting into. And I knew that I was sacrificing something for an end goal. So I feel like they're different, but again, it really does depend, right? Yes. Okay. So as you say that, yeah, I really do think that it is about what's needed in the moment, right? Like that our brains are wired to kind of help us through survival, Mm -hmm. right? So in that moment when you were in undergrad, if you really would have sat with, this is a sacrifice that I am making, I am sacrificing my social life, right? Like I do think that there was potential there for it to be a different outcome. Whereas now as an adult, who has had more lived experience and then what you, like you said like you pointed out what you were what you were doing to write your book was a choice right or mm-hmm. let me back up you perceived it as a choice because even back then with an undergrad it still was technically a choice mm-hmm. on For whether sure. or not you were going to go back home to take care of your sibling But you automatically made the choice that this is what I'm doing. And so in that moment, you didn't necessarily look at it as a choice. You looked at it like this is what we're doing. And kind of I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying, describing about like for me and thinking about my undergrad experience Mm -hmm. and even just like studying for my exam and just other milestones that I've achieved professionally. and. Thinking about, okay, like as you were talking, I was like, oh, wait, okay, this summer, like, no, I didn't travel. And that would have been something that I viewed as a sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. But I did give up like early morning workouts. I did give up like I, so, but I felt like it wasn't necessarily a sacrifice because I shifted, right? And so, but I do think that like, I gave up free time. Okay. I gave, study. Up, I gave up leisure time to study. Okay. And even our time together, like we were very strategic about how and when we met. And there were certain times where we had to have a conversation about like, okay, let's shift this meeting to this as far as the podcast, because what I'm doing is in service of this other goal that I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so as we're talking it out and fleshing it out more, Mm -hmm. I can see where it would be considered a sacrifice, the actions that I took. Yeah. 
But again, like I said, I didn't perceive those things as sacrifice because I associate that with negativity and I associate the word sacrifice with negativity, right? And loss. I perceived the things that I did. I looked at those things as, okay, these are things that must be done to achieve the goal, like you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it was easier to move through those things because I was focused on, I have to do this to get to this goal. Right. Okay. That makes sense. As we continue to have the conversation, I keep thinking back to, it's the way we perceive what we're doing, right? It really is. And I know we have some key questions that we're going to dive into. And lady, these are questions that we can ask ourselves as we are moving throughout our journey and we are presented with opportunities to potentially sacrifice something. So Dom, when I was in grad school, I knew this girl and she would go out almost every weekend. And I low-key envied that so much. Her social media was so lit. Like she would just always be out going to the bomb parties, you know, getting bottle service, just having a good time, outfits looking cute. I mean, just like living the life. And because I didn't really have an opportunity to do that as much as I would have liked because I was raising kids since I was a kid, you know what I mean? Mm So I didn't really have a chance to, I didn't, I probably could have had the chance, but I did not choose to do that because I had other priorities. So I remember talking to a friend and I was just like, one of the things I noticed about her is she could dance so well. Like she knew all the latest dances. She could dance so well. And I was just like, I want to go to the parties on a weekend. I want to be able to go in the party and just dance how she dances and be so free and do that. And I remember one of my friends, I forget exactly what he said, but I'll use some up-to-date terminology just so we can kind of like you know, get to the core of the message. But basically he was like, well, you know, you have to choose. Like, are you trying to be a hot girl? Are you trying to be a school girl? Like you're in school right now and you have these priorities, you're working, this is what you're doing. So it's like, which one is more important to you? Like, do you want to just be a ratchet or you just try to like achieve this goal? You're trying to get a master's degree right now. And not to say that going out partying is ratchet y'all, but you know what I'm saying? And so I remember sitting with that and that that moment stood out to me because I was like, dang, I have to choose. You know what I mean? Mm. I have to choose, but I know that some people don't choose Dom. So if you want to tell us a little bit about, you told me about your undergrad situation. I was just like, wait, what the hell? But you, can you tell us about that Dom? Cause that was really interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So my motto was work hard so you can play harder. Yes. And so in undergrad, what I would do is, so I, in my junior and senior year, I had a job at a hotel and because it was like a little small boutique hotel, I wasn't, I had a front desk job, but I was also like front desk, concierge, all that stuff occasionally bringing in bringing room service like because it was a small hotel right and so I had free time when I was at work so what I would do is my work shift was Sunday through Thursday is that five days yeah Sunday through Thursday had to do the math real quick and so I would work the three to eleven shift I was going to school in the daytime three to eleven shift at the hotel in the evenings and then on 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe even on a Sunday, I was out partying. Now, granted, let me just be clear. I went to school undergrad in New Orleans. New Orleans is party central. So like it was easy for that to happen. Right. Now, what I will say is that in hindsight, when I look at that, chances are I was sacrificing unbeknownst to me or unacknowledged by me. I was sacrificing sleep. Right. Because and this actually started junior year. I remember a couple of girlfriends like we didn't have cars. So at that time. And so they took the streetcar and met me at my job. Hold up. Hold up. What's the streetcar? Streetcar, public transportation. So okay, okay. so kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like the trolley here in. Yeah. In, okay. in the Bay Area. So. <laughs> They took the streetcar to come and meet me at my job, brought my change of clothes to me so that we could like I could when my shift ended at 11, we could hurry up and change clothes and go to the club. And then I don't remember if it was that instance or another instance where I was working extra to like earn extra money and I had to come right back to work at 7 a.m. So it might not have been that instance, but I'm sure it it happened multiple times, though, where I would like work a three to 11 shift, go out, party, stay out till like 4 a.m. or whatever, and then maybe have to come back, come to work at 7 a.m. and work from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then somewhere in there, I was studying because clearly my grades were good enough that I got into graduate school. and I have a Ph.D., right? Okay. Now, what I will say is that I don't advise that to folks now, right? I wouldn't advise people like live that kind of life because in hindsight, I can say that I was exhausted, right? And, you know, we talked in a previous episode about aging and how like in your 20s, like you, you think that you're invincible. So yeah, in undergrad, like I'm like, 19, 20, 21, I thought that I could do it. Like I said, I wouldn't advise that now because I think that like I sacrificed exhaustion. Like I, I, I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed my overall well-being to quote unquote, have it all to be able to study and party. I don't think that that's the healthiest. I do think that students should have some balance, right? Like you should be having fun in your college experience. I just don't think you need to go as hard as I did in that regard. One, I love that you had so much fun and you were able to, you know, learn those lessons. I will say, I would definitely agree with you though. I think that it's possible for you to sacrifice something you want for something greater or for some kind of end goal and still be happy in the midst of the sacrifice. And when I think about, you know, we're talking about the shadow side of success, right? And the sacrifices made to achieve great things. And I think about what we've been able to achieve with the podcast. And although sometimes it may not seem like a sacrifice because we really enjoy, you know, showing up and delivering on a weekly basis. I mean, and I feel like we say this all the time, 
if this is your first time listening, you got to tune into, you know, our old episodes and you'll hear us say this. But lady, if you're a regular, you know, releasing episodes every Friday for two years, like that is something to be so proud of for me personally, because I feel like it's the most consistent thing I've ever done outside of like brushing my teeth every day (laughs) and being, you know, being pregnant now, some don't judge me, but some days, you know, you might skip a day. You, we in the midst of the pandemic and stay at home mandate. Sometimes you look up and you're like, oh, is that my breath? I need to go brush my, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying like, showing up every Friday is a big deal, but we've had to make some sacrifices. Yeah, I agree. Like I think about when pre-pandemic, when you've been on a work trip or you've been on vacation, right? Or when I've been on vacation, Let's give details, Dom. Talk about the times that we've recorded during those trips, okay? Yes, I can distinctly recall one instance where you were in, I think it was in New York. And so we know that's a three-hour time difference. And we usually record in the evenings. I didn't have the capabilities to record in the middle of the day. So... I wasn't able to, and again, this is pre-pandemic before we really fully realized the capabilities of online recording. We waited until like, like I had to get home from work, commuting in the Bay Area, we know is a bitch. So (laughs) so I'm not home until like seven or eight o'clock at night, which means we're looking at 10, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. And Terry is you're in New York. I think it was for like a work conference. So you had to get up the next morning. You had a long conference day, but we were both determined like, okay, but we need to get this episode done. Yeah. And let's just, okay, lady, we're just going to dive into some of the stuff you don't see. The sacrifices that Dom and I make that we love to make because we love you and we love to produce these episodes. But like in the beginning of this journey, I mean, even now we still have sacrifices, but we're still so accustomed to it. It's like part of our ritual and our schedule. But I think about that time, right? It was super, I mean, I think we got to midnight on yeah. East Coast time and I yeah. had to actually present the next day. Mm-hmm. And we did that episode. I was, I remember being in that bed. New York was loud as shit. So yes. there were like horns. Yes. I was in like downtown. I think it was like in Manhattan. And I was like, yo, it's so loud. Yes. What the hell? We couldn't get it quiet. The audio was probably a little janky on that episode too. So that's one thing. I think about you driving sometimes, Dom, from your house mm-hmm. across the bridge or from work in traffic to come meet me so we can find a spot to record in the city. Yes. I think about when we've had to, I mean, we've had to just find places to record recording in my closet. Closet. Okay. (laughs) Leaning down, recording in the closet. I think about in the library. I mean, we just pop up a mic. We have a guest. We're trying to figure it out. Yes. Oh, that time when we met in the library, it was like, we were like, okay, we need to get this episode recorded. Our schedules are so hectic. We met in the morning. Oh, and because we were interviewing East Coast guests. Yes. So we met in the morning in the library. It was early too. So like it was like 7.30, 8am when we met to record those episodes because we did two back to back before yes, going into the office. Yes, we did. Two episodes. I think about before praise the good Lord that we have someone, an engineer to work on the episodes. But in the beginning, like 
editing is not my expertise, but just figuring that out and trying to edit the episodes and use these different softwares and just running into technological issues where we're just like, oh my gosh, the audio didn't work or this thing got deleted. I mean, all that stuff. I feel like there were so many nights down because we we were both working full time when we started this. We would have to go to work the next day. We'd have late nights. We record late nights after work. It was dark outside and cold when we we were done. (laughs) And just knowing that, okay, girl, I got to get up early in the morning to go back to work after recording. I mean, little things that you don't really see, you know, when we release the episodes. But these are all sacrifices that we make because... We have a bigger vision and there's a why behind it, you know? Right. And I think, again, it goes back to like perception, as we were saying before, because like even as you're saying, like these are sacrifices that we were making. I don't have a negative reaction to it. Right. And so I think that's why I still struggle with calling them sacrifices, because I have to let go of that negative feeling associated with the word sacrifice because when you talk about what we've done yeah technically like if I heard someone else talking about the things that I've done the things that we've done for the podcast I would be like damn girl like you that's some sacrifice right but when I think about it for myself I don't label it that Don, that's a really good point. And I'm glad that you said that. I did want to add on, lady, one other thing. Investing in the podcast and spending money before we monetize the podcast. Okay, that's one that Don was like, wait, that, that's a sacrifice. Yeah, right, but, no, right. I'm with, but I'm with you because, Dom, even though I, I talked about all these times where we did this stuff, Dom, I can't remember a time where we like totally, like where we dreaded doing that. I feel like luckily we work together so well and we typically energize one another. So sometimes yes. if one of us is having an off day, we're able to like tap into the other person's energy. Even when in New York, I was like, deli- I was excited. This is, we have such a big why and we actually love to do this work. We were excited to do it. Maybe sometimes with the tech stuff, that's where sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm ready to throw the laptop out the window. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're always super like excited to be making these, I want to use air quote sacrifices. But like you said, if it was someone else, You'd be like, girl, that's some sacrificing you did, right? Or you made. And so, you know, lady, as you think about the things that you do in your life, the actions that you take to um, get to your end goal, your dream, whatever it may be, you know, think about asking yourself, Yeah. What am I willing to sacrifice to achieve these goals? And maybe even if you know, like if like us, like you've struggled with using the word sacrifice, maybe changing the word sacrifice to what am I willing to shift? What am I willing to change? What am I willing to give up? in order to achieve my goals. Also asking yourself, what are you sacrificing exactly? And who is it for? Like who is the beneficiary of this sacrifice? Number three, asking yourself, how do you know 
when that sacrifice is in vain. And then number four, how do you know when a sacrifice was a bad sacrifice? And I feel like usually in those situations, Dom, it's something that's compromising your mental health, right? Your long-term happiness. I don't think you have to suffer to achieve your goals or to gain success, right? I think the goal now, especially these days with all the mental health conversations going on is how can I work in a sustainable way? So how can I cater to myself? How can I, you know, be happy and focus on mental health as I achieve my goals? So let me think about that as you pursue your goals and as you strive for success, whatever that might look like in your life. And the show is not over. Okay. We're going to go hop on over to Patreon and we'll discuss a little bit more about our thoughts on this episode and just have some casual conversation for the after show. So you can go ahead and take a look at our website, herspacepodcast.com and click on Patreon up in one of the top tabs and you can get access to our after show lady. So we will see you over there. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit cultivatingherspace.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am aligned with my inevitable outcome. We'll see you next week, lady.